Again, glad to be here, glad to be able to open this book, the Bible, to dig in. If you got your Bible, go to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 15. We'll start there this evening, and that will take us to portion of Scripture in the New Testament. Uh, but we'll start here in Leviticus. I was reading through, and I'm reading through, and I'm starting in the beginning of the Bible here, and you know, you get into some of those portions in Leviticus, you get uh, to some of those genealogies, and uh, man, it can get a little tricky. Uh, some of those, those names, uh, talking about the law and the breakdown of different procedures and uh, how to go about uh, the different details that are given to Moses by God, and it, it can be a bit repetitive. It can go over and over, and that's just a reality. 
but I encourage you, don't jump over those verses. Don't jump over those books of the Bible. It can be easy to do so. I have been tempted to do so. Unfortunately, I have. But there is so much there. And uh, I, I was touched by a simple thought uh, just yesterday, and I want to talk about that today. Uh, it, it triggered a thought, it triggered a story that I remember reading in the New Testament about Jesus Christ. Um, but we'll start here in verse number 25 of chapter 15, there in the book of Leviticus. Verse number 25, and it says, If and if a woman have an issue of her blood, many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be unclean. Every bed whereon she lieth all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation. And whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And I will stop there. But again, focusing on those three verses, yes, but at the beginning of verse number 25, and if a woman have an issue of her blood many days... That issue of blood is what triggered a simple story that I can recall in the New Testament, Jesus Christ, and a mighty miracle that is ultimately performed. Um, and what I wanted to focus in on for just a moment, by way of introduction, is those verses, and even in those three verses, it can be a bit repetitive. And it, it kind of states itself over and over again, but we see that word unclean, and it's talking about that time and time again in these verses. And there is a woman here who is unclean, or perhaps the one that they're talking about. And there is a woman in the New Testament who has the same issue. And I put myself in that position. I put myself in that place, trying not right now to get ahead of myself. But guess what? You know what I am and what you are, what we are this evening. We are all sinners, right? For all have sinned. My righteousness is as filthy rags. I can try my best. I can do my very best to please God. And I ought to. And you ought to. We as a church family, we ought to do our best to please our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. I am a sinner. I, I fall short. I needed exactly what the lady sang about just a moment ago. That precious blood. Without the blood of a perfect Savior in Jesus Christ, I would be on my way to a devil's hell this evening. And while I understand this is the Wednesday night crowd, and while I do understand that, for the most part, and knowing just about everyone in this room, I feel like most of us probably, have, at one point or another, have professed 
Salvation, acceptance, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That's a wonderful thing. But let us never forget how good we have it. Let us never forget what Jesus Christ did for us and how loving and how kind, how gracious he is because I am just that undeserving. I am unclean until when God looks at me, he sees that precious, that perfect blood, Jesus Christ. Now, I did want to highlight that, and with that, jump over to Luke. Go over to the book of Luke really quick, Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, where we will find the meat of the message this evening. Luke chapter 8, a familiar story that we'll read about. Um, One that I have read on a number of different occasions, and I'm sure you have done as well. Uh, But there is so much that we can draw from uh, in these few short verses. So before I get into the meat of the message here this evening, um, you're on your way there to Luke chapter 8. So let's pray and we'll get into the message this evening. Lord, we come to you and we are thankful for what you have done up until this point. Uh, for the congregational singing, the special music that we've heard, vocal, uh, the piano a moment ago. Uh, Lord, as we lift up our voice and praise your holy name, Lord, I pray that we do a good job of that tonight. And Father, that you would hide me behind the cross. I would say exactly what you would have me to say. Nothing more, nothing less. Lord, that you would get the honor and glory for everything that is said and done. Lord, I pray that you would help me and everyone else in this room in the confines of these walls, right here, right now, that we would be able to focus on what you have for us. Lord, we need you. And I ask that you bless this scripture reading, and the message that is to come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Luke chapter 8, Luke 8 and verse number, let's start in verse number 43. Luke chapter 8 and in verse number 43, we'll start there. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years. How many years? How many years? 12. 12 years which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him. Who, who, who's that him? None other than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. Can you believe that? All the work, all the money, the effort that went into trying to heal this disease, and just like that, good to go, done, gone. Can you believe that? Could it really be that easy? Could it really be that simple? It is. Jesus is exactly what she needed. Jesus is exactly what we need tonight. Jesus is what America... Could it really be that easy? America, our government officials, will spend millions and trillions of dollars trying to fix a problem that Jesus could fix just like that. I don't know if I believe that, Brother Josh. It's, it's, it's a pretty bad out there. Just like that. Do you believe that tonight? I believe that. 
I believe that, just like I tell the bus kids, I tell them at the Bible club, how do we know that Jesus loves us? Because the Bible tells us so. And I read story after story, account after account, of God just proving himself time and time again. You probably could give example after example, story after story in your own life of God proving himself time and time again. God is exactly what this nation needs. God is exactly what this church needs. God is exactly what your marriage needs. We will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars looking and seeking for peace, satisfaction in this world, and Jesus is all we need. God will provide. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, verse 44, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and sayest thou, who touched me? Said, listen, there's people everywhere, Jesus. What are you talking about? There's all kinds of people touching you. You're bumping up into everybody. I mean, they're everywhere. What are you talking about? Who touched me? And Jesus said, well, somebody touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Wow. What does he say? Be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. I don't want to get ahead of myself. That's one of the last verses that I'll read. Happens to be one of the last points in the message. So I'm going to bounce all the way back up to verse number 44. Take a look at verse 44. Ah, while we're at it, let's read 43. And a woman having an issue of blood, reminded of that once again, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. I want to talk to you, I want to preach to you tonight a message entitled, The Touch. The Touch. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. And who are we being touched by? What are we being influenced by? It should be none other than Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one that we need. And again, as I mentioned a moment ago, too often we are seeking, we're searching for different avenues to find relief. Maybe physical, spiritual, emotional, financial. Jesus is what this woman need, needed and Jesus is what I need this evening. Notice the touch here. It was faint. It was faint. Can you imagine? Can you visualize? Can you see this with me? There they are, the crowds, right? And Jesus is passing by, and she didn't jump on his back. She didn't give him a big old hug. Just touched the border of his garment. 
just touched the border of his garment. Now, I don't know. I mean, I think about sports. I think about flag football. Uh, Friday, a couple of us guys got together and we played some flag football. And, you know, there's always that out-of-bounds marker. There's that end zone. And did you get in? Didn't you? Were you out-of-bounds when you caught the ball? No, you were in the back of the end zone. That doesn't count. You were out-of-bounds. The guy says, no, I was in. No, you were out-of-bounds. Well, we don't have the technology. We don't have the technology out at the bus garage to go to the booth for a review, okay? So you got to take word for it. And I don't know, there wasn't a booth review on this little swipe here because we were playing flag football, so you know if you got the flag, but I played in my time a lot of two-hand touch. We played a lot of that. I played in my time, going back to my childhood, literally, we played, we played tag after every single service. When I was a boy, as soon as we got done with service, we were booking it down to the rally room, and we, all of us kids, we were going to play tag. And I can remember a lot of good times. I could remember a lot of arguments at the same time. I got you. No, you didn't get me. I got you. No, you didn't get me. And it was that close, right? Just a swipe, just a tap, just a touch. And it was your word against mine. And no one ever got me because I was too fast. I was too quick. There was no booth review there either. And so sometimes we'd argue a little bit. But I'm trying to explain right now just a little touch. Ever so faint. So slight. While the touch may have been faint and small, the results were very, very big. Phenomenal results. Immediate results. Powerful results. Just a little touch. Just a little bit of Jesus makes a big difference. And I'm not trying to advocate for you. Okay, just maybe if I just read a couple of verses, I'll call it a day and I'll be good. And that's not what I'm talking about. Jesus is what we need and we should be seeking, searching. What does he tell us to do? Pray without ceasing. But I am always baffled by perhaps a church member. I mentioned, it in, I mentioned it in chapel last Friday. Even in church, we're talking about a big and almighty and all-powerful God, right? That's what Jesus is. We're talking about the creator of the universe. And when he moves in, you say, yes, Lord, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Jesus moves in. It ought to make a difference. How is it that you could stand there, and I mentioned it in, I said, if you're coming to chapel on Fridays, college chapel, you better, you better be ready to sing, all right? You're going to sing. None of this, Jesus loves me. No, no. We're not playing that game. We're going to sing. If one of my choir, we haven't had choir in a long time, but I'm up here leading choir. Oh, I look forward to when we have choir again. But if I had a choir member standing back there, mid-service, mid-song, kind of like this. I think, uh, hello. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> right here. <laughs> How is it that Jesus could live inside me and it not make a difference? It not affect me. You, you know those, those trash bags that they advertise are all nice and stretchy, Right? 
Those are the, those are the good kind. You, those are the expensive kind, the kind that I never get. So then you, you put everything else in it. You put something else in one of those cheat bags that I get, and there's stuff ripping out the sides all the time. You pick it up, and stuff's falling out. It's all nasty. It's gross. Those are the trash bags I get. But those ones that are nice and stretchy, right, those are, those are cool. And just picture this. You get a pizza box. I'm talking a big old pizza box. And you put it inside that trash bag. It doesn't really fit. Technically, it doesn't fit, but we have technology. And this, wow, this trash bag is stretchy. So technically, that box does fit. Doesn't look very good, but it fits. May not fit in the trash can, but it fits in the trash bag. All right? Now, you can't help but notice there's something inside that bag. It's sticking out. It's bulging on this side. And I'm trying to tell you today that Jesus, he moves inside of you. He ought to be sticking out somewhere. He ought to be showing. I'm talking about a lost and dying world. When they look at you, when they look at me, there's a difference. What's going on with that guy? What about that lady over there? What's going on with them? There's something different, and that difference is Jesus. Oh, there ought to be a difference. And I'm talking about just a little tap, a little touch. I'm talking about the touch. We had, well, we did a lot of work around here. A lot of you know, you saw it happen, the transformation uh, that got this building to where it is today. And there was a time where these lights weren't here. Before these light fixtures were in place and in different parts of the building, it didn't really matter as much in here, but there's certain parts of the building where the ceiling's not quite as high. And so there would be these whips, electrical lines coming down, hanging out of the ceiling that were very much so hot, as we'd like to call it. They were hot. And if you touch one of those hot wires, you don't have to touch it very long. You don't have to give it a big old hug. You know all about it really quick. And I can remember one time in particular, Brother Rad and I were working on the ceiling tiles. We're putting the tiles in one at a time, dropping them in place, and we did not really, normally, normally they've got those wire nuts on the end, and so you're safe, you're good to go. Well, we did not notice, we did not see that the electrician had failed to put those wire nuts on this one whip in particular. And there it is just hanging up there where you have the adult Bible uh, classes, just hanging there. Thankfully, we didn't touch it, but we laid a, a bunch of tile, and next to the tile was some of the grid, extra grid there, and it bounced, rolled into that wire hanging there, and boom, lights went out, big old flash, and I thought, whoa, that could have been me, and that was pretty, it was pretty intense. I'm telling you, I've been shocked before, and I don't like to get shocked. It doesn't take much, and you feel it. You know all about it. And I'm telling you tonight, this lady, this woman, issue of blood, struggling for years to try to fix this thing. What do I do? I'll pay you. I'll give you whatever you I want to be fixed. I want to be healed. And she reaches out and touches the border of Jesus' garment. Healed. How powerful is that? The touch, it was faint, verse number 44, verse number 
45. I want to see this fervent touch. This fervent touch. Verse number 45, and Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee and sayest thou, who touched me? Again, the picture I painted a moment ago, there's all kinds of people. Wherever Jesus went, there was a crowd. People wanted to see what he was going to do. They wanted to hear what he was going to say. People everywhere. And so for this woman to be able to get to Jesus wasn't as easy as it sounds. Perhaps maybe she just touched the hem of his garment because he was just passing by and there were so many people and all she could do was stick her arm out and just try. Maybe not even seeing, just reaching and just got it. Fervency. How badly do you want a touch from heaven? We know that God is what we need and we'll say it and I'll preach it and I'll get a few amens when I say it. We know that America would be better off if we give ourselves to this all-powerful and almighty God. But how much, how hard are we willing, how fervent will we be to try to touch this one that can make the difference? To get a touch from Jesus the almighty and all-powerful one. Go to Hebrews really quick. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at this quickly. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6. I like this verse. You'll recognize it. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 6, it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. I'm talking about daily. Diligently seeking God. He's going to make the difference. He'll change your life. He will bring peace. Peace that passeth all understanding. He is what we need. But many times we only seek. We're only looking for that touch when it's most convenient. Right? You see, no one's around. I don't have to fight. I don't have to fuss. I don't have to work at it. I just want you, Jesus, when it's easy, when it's convenient for me. Jesus doesn't work that way. Now, I do think it's interesting, and I won't get into it tonight. I don't have time. But I, I think it's interesting how Jesus performed a mighty miracle almost unknowingly, as it's mentioned here in Scripture. And why I bring it up and why I say it is how much do we miss out on, not because God is unable or unwilling we just aren't after him. We aren't willing to take the time. We aren't willing to put in the effort. And can I tell you, it's, it can be hard work. You say, I've had a busy day and I didn't get up this morning. You've got to read your Bible. You've got to get in this book. For the word of God is quick and powerful. 
I want that power. And in order for me to get that power, I need to spend time in this book. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I need this book, but many times it's too hard for me. Um, it's too easy for me just to set it aside. Oh, I'll pick it up for a service. How many times are we guilty? I'll pick this Bible up for a Sunday morning service. Oh, it's Wednesday night. It's time to grab the Bible. But we haven't touched it all week. Diligently, fervently seeking. It was a faint touch, fervent touch. She was working hard. This was important to her. She was struggling and she needed this one Jesus and she would stop at nothing just to get a little touch. Faint, fervent, and then finally, in closing, faith-filled. It was a faith-filled, not a faithful, a faith-filled touch. That last verse I read in verse number 48, and he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. What was the difference? What made the difference that day? As the disciples told us, they laid it out there. Jesus, many people have bumped up into you. Many people have touched you today. On your walk through this area, it's crowded. What are you talking about? Somebody touched me. Yeah, a whole bunch of people have touched you. What was the difference? Why? Why this lady? Why did she get the power? Look at that verse in verse number 46. And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me. For I perceive that virtue, I perceive that power is gone out of me. How did this lady get the power? I want the power. I want the power that comes from an almighty God, an all-powerful God. If we, Community Baptist Temple, are going to make the difference tonight, we need the power that comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. How do we get it? What do we do? And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. She knew. She'd already demonstrated it. Just that simple, faint little touch. The fervency to get there. To get to Jesus. I've got to get there. I've got to see this one. He can make the difference. She tried and worked so hard because she knew down deep in her heart that Jesus was able to make the difference. Jesus could do it. Yes, many times we have not because we ask not. But I read that verse there in Mark. Jesus did not many mighty works because of what? Their unbelief. Unbelief. What is Jesus unable to do in your heart and in your life, in my heart, my life this evening, because... Simply because I don't believe that he can. I just don't believe that he'll answer that prayer. So I don't ask. Or maybe I do ask. But I'm just going through the motions. And in the back of my mind, I don't truly believe that he can. I don't truly believe 
that he will. This thought has eaten me alive. Long before I got to this message, long before I read this verse for this occasion, what was the difference? I, when I pray, when I call and cry out, call unto me and I will answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. That is a promise from God. And when I call out, when I cry out, when I pray before this one, Jesus Christ, I want him to hear and answer my prayer. When I'm praying for the physical health of a 12-year-old girl, I want him to hear my cry. When I'm praying for that lost loved one, I want Jesus to hear. When I'm praying and begging God for revival, I want God to listen. What's the difference? How is it that that person can hear from God, receive the answer to prayer, and mine seem to bounce off the ceiling? Why did so many people bump into Jesus that day, but this woman received the power? Do you believe that God can make the difference in your heart? Do you believe that God will answer that prayer? When I bow my knee, bend my knee, bow my head this evening and I beg God and I pray. When I get up tomorrow morning and I, and I bow in my quiet place and pray before an almighty God, do I believe that he will hear and that he will answer my prayer? Do I believe that he can and will make the difference? Do you believe that today? That lady believed it. If I could just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, just touch it. So faint. Small little touch. But the results were immediate, immediately she found relief. Immediately she experienced the power. Oh, all we miss out on, we miss out on the power that comes from an almighty God. Because we do not believe that he is able, that he is capable, even though he's proved it time and time again. It's right here in the book. Do you believe that Jesus can? Do you believe that Jesus will? That's what we need today. That's what you need. That's what I need. That's what Community Baptist Temple, this is what America needs. Just a little touch of Jesus. It will make the difference. Do we believe it will? Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, we are thankful for this book and how it keeps us on the straight and narrow. Lord, we can waver at times, side to side, here and there. Lord, I pray that we would be obedient and that we would fervently seek you, search you out on a daily basis because you are exactly what we need. And Lord, that it would not be just something that we say but in actions proving that we do believe. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for the short time now that we can have to pray. Come before your holy presence. Lord, meet with us now. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name I pray.